2: 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Let's go places.
5: This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. The fellas are off enjoying a long holiday weekend. I am Aaron Torres, George Reister. Joining me, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. As mentioned, he's George Reister. I'm Aaron Torres. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at George Reister, that's W-R-I-G-H-S-T-E-R, I think if my spelling is correct. Um, Aaron underscore Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S. And it was a busy night in the NBA. This bubble keeps on rolling and full of surprises. The game that just ended, Rockets won 12, Lakers 97. Rockets take game one in that series James Harden 36 points on 12 of 20 shooting. Russell Westbrook 24 points as well. However, George, the story remains the game that preceded Rockets Lakers. That is Bucks Heat. Bucks had a commanding lead late in the game. They were up 9180 with 940 to go. They get outscored from there 35 to 9 and lose 115-100 the bucks now down 03 heat up 30 in that series. It was a stunning thing to watch in real time this evening, George.
6: Yeah, any any time that you see have a team score in sing, well almost single digits in a quarter and the other team scores like 40 points, it's always shocking. I mean, think think about it, it was 98-97. Actually, 99-98 with a little over 4 minutes left and the Milwaukee was up with 4 minutes and 20 seconds left. They were up 99 to 98 and then it just was the Jimmy Butler show like when you didn't even need to watch the the game from there if you looked at the at the play-by-play on uh, of, of each play, it was Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler with the assist, Jimmy Butler with the rebound, Jimmy Butler with two free throws, Jimmy Butler with a bucket, Jimmy Butler with a rebound. It was like, dude, he was a man amongst boys and his team showed up too. I mean, Jake, Jake Crowder's made buckets. Everybody did, except for anybody on the Bucks team.
5: Literally anybody. It was, as they I They scored s- one point in the last four minutes. One point in the last four minutes. What it was like watching was it reminded me of the year that Virginia lost to UMBC in the NCAA tournament, but really applicable to pretty much any big NCAA tournament upset where you get late in the game. It starts slipping away and everything that can go wrong does they 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 can't run offense they're turning the ball over they're having lapses on defense they're missing foul shots it was unbelievable to watch a professional team melt down the way that they did. As I said, outscored 35-9 down the stretch, 40-13 to in the fourth quarter. Giannis Antetokounmpo taking so much heat. He's on path to be a second straight MVP this season. Finishes 21 points, 7 of 21 from the field, and 0 for 7 from 3, George. This is a guy who's going to win an MVP. And you gotta be better down the stretch if you're the best player in the league.
6: Yeah, you gotta will yourself to some of those baskets. I know that he's not a particularly good three point shooter or jump shooter in general, but your best player has to will some of these baskets in. And part of that, uh, I do. You you asked earlier about Mike Budenholzer, the coach of the Bucks. How much of this falls on his lap? And I think he does have to take a little bit of the blame for not. Running some plays to get some easy buckets for. Giannis, or just some of those plays that you see from from the Warriors, where guys are going back back door, slipping, get an easy layup. That's what you have to draw up in those times. It's just a way to get something easy, just to just to break the momentum. The way, hold up, let's get back to a place where we can, you know, like get back to ground zero.
5: So, how much do you place on let Let's let's do a blame pie, okay? Uh, I'm going to give you three. Uh, three entities, if you will, and I want you to know, I want to know how much you blame on each entity for the loss. So we're going to go with Giannis as his own entity. The head coach Mike Budenholzer has his own entity, and then the rest of the team, which melted right alongside Giannis. I put a big chunk of blame on Giannis, but I think it's fair to also say that he needed more out of his teammates late.
6: Yeah, I'm gonna give 40% to Giannis. Forty percent to Mike Budenholzer, twenty wow. percent to the uh, teammates because they feed off of their their best player. And granted, I like I I I I'm, actually I'm gonna lower it. I'm gonna give thirty percent to Giannis, thirty percent to Mike Budenholzer, twenty percent to Chris Mid- Middleton because Chris Middleton is paid so damn much. Like he's paid but like a, like an NBA.
5: That's not his fault. I mean, to me, that's a that's on the Bucks. And listen,
6: your 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 pay determines expectations. It, it it's not it, you are paid by you are paid what the market will pay you, but with that comes expectations. That's why Lou Dort undrafted. He gets thirty points. Everybody I, flies off the moon. I'll, yeah, if, I'll give, if you, a I'll give gets, you a better gives example. I'll give you a better example. Thirty points. Yeah, you're like, oh, he had a good game.
5: Well, I oh, we can get back to basketball in a minute, but we talked earlier in the show about the NFL. Jared Goff, isn't that the perfect example? Listen, it's a nice story. When you're on your rookie contract, you lead the Rams to the Super Bowl now you're the highest paid player we need in the in the entire league in the history of the league we need a little bit more from you I'm not comparing apples to apples yeah, exactly but same 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 concept yep with with paychecks
6: comes the expectations.
5: And I think that's fair. And I, I actually was surprised that you went so high on Giannis, and frankly on Holzer too, because I do think that it does fall on some of the other guys to step up. And listen, these are NBA vets now. So like like you know, this isn't the I, we referenced the Oklahoma City Thunder earlier. Uh, this isn't Shea Gildris Alexander, and Lou Dort, and all these young guys trying to figure it out on the fly. Brooke Lopez has been there before. Eric Bledsoe has been in the league for over a decade. Wesley Matthews has been around. Chris Middleton. All of these guys are personally responsible for this loss. And I think it's really interesting that you said that the Bucks fed off, the, the, the teammates fed off of Giannis's a little bit of angst or trying to do too much or whatever, because on the opposite spectrum, we also have to give credit to the Miami Heat. You mentioned Jimmy Butler, but I feel like that team plays off his energy as well of, we're not losing this game. There was two or three plays late where he misses a shot, goes, gets his own rebound. Uh, he's calling for the ball when Giannis is on him and he gets to the foul line. I think that's part of this too. The Heat very much play off of Jimmy Butler as well.
6: Of course. <laughs> of course, dude. Of course. Like, that's where the, the Heat fed off of Jimmy Butler at that time. Bam, Bam Adebayo came up with a big shot. It, like, it was one of those things where your best player creates energy for everybody else. And when he can't get going, sometimes those other players are kind of, they are handicapped by by that. Because you brought up Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, and the rest of the role players like Wesley Matthews. Those guys are guys who feed off the stars. So once you get a big bucket from Giannis or or Chris Middleton hits a shot, something like that, that's where those role players start to come and make plays. They they are the, even though that they're veterans, all that, the stars are the linchpins, man. Those are the guys that determine winning and losing.
5: So let me ask you, I know it's looking way ahead, and it's probably not fair to either team. But I do think the Celtics are in control of the series against the Raptors. Yeah. And the Heat are going to win this series. I don't think there's any doubt. How do you think the Heat match up against the Celtics? Because I'll tell you, I think the Celtics are more talented, but they are still a relatively young team outside of Kemble Walker. The Heat are mentally tough. And you start to look at those matchups, you know, the wing play is pretty, you know, the, the, the Heat at the very least have guys that can match up with Tatum and Brown. I think if we get that, when we get that, I think it'll be a pretty compelling series. If you
6: are the Celtics, you want this series to go as long as possible. <laughs> you, y- you want to win in seven games. Because when you get to the Miami Heat, you want to... Uh, the. They are down a player right now in Gordon Hayward. And he just got... He's getting back into the bubble this weekend. He's been out like two and a half or three weeks. Well, he's been, Yeah, he's been out about three weeks. On a a four to six week injury, or four to four to eight week injury, so you want to have as much time as possible to possibly get Gordon Hayward back for maybe a game five, game six, game seven against the Miami Heat, which would be in like two and a half weeks. That's what you're looking for. Two and a half or three weeks. Well, that's what you're looking for right there.
5: In a perfect world, you're looking for the Heat to go seven games, and you get out in five, but yeah, I see the point, and I will say like, Well,
6: they, well the, the Heat aren't going seven games, <laughs> so I, I know, that's I why know. I wasn't even that wasn't even an option at this point in time.
5: Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree there, and uh, no, it's just it, it's just surreal, and it's so funny, because as we prepped for the show today. I was really worried. What are we going to talk about? I mean, the Bucks were a five-point favorite coming into this one they had control of the game late uh and when I say late I mean eight nine ten minutes to go and it felt like okay this is what we've seen in the NBA a million times they take control uh it's just it's unbelievable to to watch all of this and I will say I don't want to jump too far ahead of ourselves I think in about a week from now the question is going to become what is Giannis's future I am a proponent that the focus should be from Giannis, and I, I don't blame him at all. This is a media narrative. It is what we do. I think he needs to get back into the gym and work on the jump shot. But it is going to be a conversation a week from now. Where is Giannis 2021-2022? Uh, Does he try to pull in Anthony Davis, Carmelo, Anthony, Dwight Howard, demand a trade this offseason? I don't see that. I don't think we're that far away. When I say that far away, I mean if it hasn't started already, it will within a week. Of are, is the clock ticking with Giannis in Milwaukee?
6: Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's been ticking. He's looking at, around him and he's like, "Ooh, maybe I need to get 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 better." But I think that there's a little bit of Damian Lillard in his personality I hope so, in, yeah. in in that he's like, "I want to I want to stick this thing out." And if I can get one, because that's what Damian Lillard said, he was like, "Yo, if I can stay here and I can get one, I'm good." Like. Because I would feel good about doing it the right way. But at the same time, there comes a point when you're a player and you're you're saying, this is not looking like it's going the direction that I I want it to go. I mean, even Kobe thought about leaving the Lakers, but they were having a success. I mean, he had been a part of multiple championship teams. So if you don't have one, then you can't blame people for leaving. At that point in, point in time, you you can, you can say, well, he gave us everything that he had, so we'll give him a pass. We'll excuse him for leaving.
5: Well, and I will say, though, the difference would be at this point, and obviously, look, he, I don't believe he'll be going anywhere this offseason. He would have to demand a trade, but it's a lot different. If you go down in seven like KD did, and I know that KD did not have a great game seven, but it's not as though KD did not give everything that he had. He didn't carry the franchise for years, and I'm not saying Giannis didn't, but Giannis isn't even close to being what the Bucks need him to be to have success, to have that long-term success. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Aaron Torres in alongside George Reister.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally. But Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds are like, you know, who's really Creighton? You do watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton.
5: And then they're never at any of those. Never,
3: yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to like you know Lil Durk, and you're like, "See, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you? T- why are you He's telling the me seen the whole time?" <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio
0: or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
7: Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness.
0: He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly...
7: Patients who can see.
0: Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other
2: 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash with amex. Terms apply.
5: Make sure to follow George on Twitter at George Reister. Make sure to follow me, Aaron Torres, at Aaron underscore Torres. And George we talked earlier about the fact that it just it's surreal how close we are to NFL football and nobody's really talking about it, but there were a couple newsworthy things that came out of the NFL today. Uh, the first is 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 actually probably feels like it should be a little bit bigger, but Adrian Peterson, uh, fifth all-time leading rusher in NFL history, which is incredible. He is cut by the Washington football team. That's what we're calling him now, the football team over there in Washington. Uh, Ron Rivera, new head coach, is kind of going in a different direction. It might be the end of his career. He si- He seems to want to play, but Adrian no. Peterson a free agent.
6: It's not the end of his career, dude. He was almost nine hundred yards last year. <laughs> Somebody won him. It, this was just a case of Washington wanting to go in a different direction and to get younger. And then they did the right thing by Adrian Peterson. They could have waited until the last cut, which made him harder to find a team. But if, but when you release a guy early like this, the same thing with Josh Rosen, you give him an opportunity. To go get a job because now other people can base their roster decisions on whether they get him or Josh Rosen and. You you know so you that that's respect for a player and for his career when you do release him early and don't wait till the last minute.
5: You know what's funny is I was reading today. Ron Rivera said something to the effect of he woke up at 4 a.m. unsure of how he wanted to deliver the news to Adrian Peterson. For that reason, basically, like you know this guy's a living legend. We got to go in a different direction. We're trying to get younger. We're trying to get cheaper. We're trying to rebuild. And- well, he
6: was already cheap because <laughs> he was under contract. But he just wasn't – you you know, if you stick with Adrian Peterson, you kind of handicap your your future talent. And they already lost Darius Geis to, to, to his off-the-field shenanigans. So, uh, in, you know, now they're trying to surround Dwayne Haskins with some younger cats and, you know, and really, you know, and really focus on the, the future and not so much – you know, just, just trying to fill in spots.
5: So the other piece of news, well, there's a couple more pieces of news I want to get to here, but um, uh, Josh Rosen, you mentioned Josh Rosen. He is cut today by the Miami Dolphins. It reminds me of something that you said. Yesterday we were talking about Leonard Fournette going from the uh, from the Jaguars to the Bucks, and you brought up this point about the Jaguars have a horrible track record of actually getting the most out of their first-round draft picks. There's basically nobody drafted after 2018 in the first round that's still on the roster. Jalen Ramsey's gone, Leonard Fournette's gone, Dante Fowler's gone, on and on and on and on and on. And the point that you brought up was that success in the NFL isn't just who you are but where you're drafted. And while I don't know that I ever really believed in Josh Rosen that much, I do think that's part of a byproduct of what's going on here is the poor guy just can't get in a landing spot that fits him. Maybe he's a career backup. I don't know. But for the third time in three years, he's going to be playing on a different team.
6: Yeah, that's not his fault. I mean, that Arizona team that he was drafted to, that team was destined to fail. They had a one-year head coach who ultimately got fired the They had by far the worst assembled team in the league. Their office of line was bad. Their defense was terrible. Uh, didn't have very many weapons. So, yeah, you draft a quarterback and then you start them early. Yes, that sort of thing is going to happen. And then you switch up offensive coordinators. So in three years, the dude has had, I think, seven different offensive coordinators.
5: Seven different offensive coordinators in three years? How about this? Eighth different offensive coordinator since 2015. If you go back to three different coordinators in three different years at UCLA,
6: how are you supposed to be successful like that? I mean, y- you have no stability. You are constantly in and out, new people, new system, new terminology, and then you get Cliff Kingsbury come coming in. And you know uh, you're not Arizona. His guy. Yeah, and then they draft Kyler Murray with the first pick, even though you were the tenth pick the previous year. So, so then you're gone. You go to a new team, dude. Th- this is just an epic disaster. Of and it, and truthfully, it's to no fault of uh, of his own. And sometimes you get a bad break in life, and that's the that's why I've always said that success in the NFL is more contingent upon where you're drafted, who your coach is, the system that you're in, and a little bit of luck in terms of getting an opportunity if you aren't drafted very high. That's more determines your success than your actual talent.
5: Yeah, no, and it's it's funny because obviously you referenced this last night, but I cover a lot of college hoops, and people always ask me around NBA draft time, well, how's this guy going to be? Well, how's that guy going to be? And I always say, like, well, who's going to draft him, right? And, like, the example that I use, and I truly believe this, you'll probably push back because you push back on everything that I've said all night. If Draymond Green— Why does
6: every co- co-host that I have always say that? That's funny.
5: Truth hurts sometimes, George. Truth hurts. Take the rest of the show <laughs> it, off. It, it, it Hit doesn't. I appreciate it. Nah, it's all good. Uh, listen, but I don't mind getting pushback. Uh, I think, one, it makes for good radio. But the point I was going to get to was, you know, listen, uh, I watch a ton of college hoops, and when the draft comes around, people— Oh, well, this guy— they, I look at Draymond Green. I think he's a great story. I think he is a phenomenal player. I think he will be the next Charles Barkley when he transitions into the TV portion of his career. But if he gets drafted by the Sacramento Kings, he's probably in Europe. He's probably selling insurance somewhere. Like, he's not the same guy. And so I think that crosses all sports. And I do think Josh Rosen is just the latest example of that uh, today. And again, he gets cut today.
6: I will agree with you that Drake Green is, thanks, buddy. Is, is not is not the. I, I don't think he's selling insurance, but <laughs> no, I, I do either. think that he he does not have a near max contract <laughs> with with if he's drafted by, you know, a team that he can't be kind of a Swiss Army knife where he kind of has to be a, a regular player. Then then no, he's not going to have that same success.
5: Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. Last little piece of news from the NFL today. Mitchell Trubisky, George Reister's boy. He's got his Mitchell Trubisky jersey on as we speak. Name the starting quarterback over Nick Foles. Bears Super Bowl champs, right, Right, George?
6: <laughs> Not to give you the Kawhi Leonard laugh. Dude, nobody believed in uh, Mitch Trubisky when they drafted him, and nobody believes in Mitch Trubisky now. Until, But that doesn't mean that he can't do it because players have had – reclamations <laughs> they have been you know they have seen the light the light comes on and now he's been pushed they brought in foals
5: to he really to be say, pushed out right. the door is what he need speaking of push but continue i digress
6: <laughs> so now i mean it's clear Wait, like, hold up are you going to be the guy or are you not i mean he already didn't get his fifth year option picked up so he's playing for all the marbles in terms of a huge contract this year So this is either going to go one way or the other. And I think if you're you're the Bears, you have to feel confident in the fact that, okay, he won the job at least. So Mm -hmm. now let's see how well he plays, because if he plays well, then we'll just pay him because it's the right thing to do. And we'll keep him. But if he doesn't, uh, no harm, no foul. We don't have this fifth-year option picked up anyway. So at least you have a, a definitive answer on who this dude is.
5: The crazy thing about Trubisky, we're going to get to Steve Desager in a second, but the crazy thing about Trubisky was when he – there's sometimes stuff happens on social media where, you know, somebody gets a bad rep and you feel like, you know, oh, you're being too hard on them. Or whenever people are in agreement too often on social media, sometimes I'm like there's no way it can be as bad as, as, as we think it is. When Mitch Trubisky was drafted over Deshaun Watson, and even if you watched Texas Tech, you knew Patrick Mahomes had some crazy talent, whether it could be harnessed, who knew? But you knew when it happened that this was probably – you just couldn't justify drafting him over to Sean Watson, and it has played out that way. So that is the big news of the day in the NFL. Mitchell Trubisky, the starter with the Chicago Bears, as we are now less than a week away from the NFL. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. The fellas enjoying a nice, long week holiday weekend. I will actually be back with Arnie Spanier on Monday, filling in for the guys. George will be in on – Monday for Doug Gottlieb, so a lot of the guys that are on Monday through Friday enjoying a nice long holiday weekend, very much deserved as we get ready for the NFL, and George, we've been talking a little NFL, and what I want to do now, I spent some time, you know, I did did a little homework, I did a little prep work before I came in, and I came up with a couple over-unders that I want your opinion on, kind of relating to the biggest topics in the NFL, so I will give you... A storyline, a player, a whatever, and I'll say over under such and such, and I want your answer. Okay. All right. Seem easy. All right. Let's start. Let's start with an easy one. Joe Burrow, over under four and a half wins as that qu- starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals.
6: Mm, I'm mm. gonna go over. Gonna go over. Okay. Um, yeah. Like. If, okay. So he is playing in a tough division, right? But if you look at the talent that he has around him, he's got a couple of wide receivers. They're going to get AJ green back. He's got a uh, Boyd. They have a legitimate running back in Mixon. their defense. Isn't terrible. Second year head coach. Like this is not a, uh, A a, a team that is going to continue to be as atrocious as they were last last year. I think that they are going to be better.
5: Well, I will say too, they get the fourth place schedule, so they get the Jaguars. Yeah, they get. And they
6: were two and fourteen the last. They were two and fourteen last year. They will sneak in a couple more wins this year.
5: Yeah, they 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 get the NFC East too, so they play at Washington Giants at home. Uh, so they do get a nice little fourth place schedule. I would go over four and a half as well. All right, let's stay with the other star quarterback of the twenty twenty NFL draft. Tua to Tonga Viola, as of right now, he's not projected to start for the Miami Dolphins as he recovers from injury over under six and a half starts by the end of the year for Tua these are good mm. i get I'm stumping you on every one I love it
6: I'm gonna go over six and a half really okay. Yeah, d- dude, any time that Ryan Fitzpatrick is your quarter- quarterback starting guy, he's destined to fail. <laughs> it, it's it's when, it's when he comes in. I'm telling you, he, him and Nick Foles have this right. knack for being really good coming in, in in relief. It's like in baseball. Some people are really good starting pitchers. Some people are good middle relief and closers, and that's who – Ryan Fitzpatrick and Nick Fozar. They're middle relievers who can close sometimes.
5: Yeah, I have no real strong opinion on it other than that I don't believe that the guy that is projected to be a starter will be very good. I just And I think at a certain point, Brian Flores will have to kind of let the kid gloves off to and the thing with Brian Flores is he had a successful first year. Uh, He can kind of expedite the rebuild so I could see that scenario. I'll probably go with over two. Uh, All right. This is one I like because I don't like this guy for some reason. It's nothing personal. I mean, I guess it is personal. Over <laughs> under Adam Gase, the Jets head coach on February 1st, 2021. Um, well, Underwood- he shouldn't go ahead. He
6: shouldn't be the head coach of the Jets right, <laughs> right, right now, but I think it's gonna be uh, Okay, so. Um, I, I have a couple questions first,
5: okay, go ahead.
6: Do they play the entire NFL season?
5: Yeah, we're under the assumption they play sixteen okay. games. They get to okay. the end of the season, okay, so essentially what I'm asking is, will he be their head coach in twenty twenty one?
6: Yes, I don't think that Woody Johnson that he wants to be wrong. I think that he wants to give him a shot and say, you know i I, I gave it a good old college try. I'm gonna give him three years. I just don't see how this works. He didn't win except for one year in Miami. And you, you, you know, if you do something once, it's an accident. You do it more than once, then you can actually do it. Players don't like him. Yep. He runs out some of the best players. The, some of the best players have their best seasons when before they get to him, and then after they get away from him. Aside from people like Matt Moore, or you know. Uh, backup running backs who come in because the starters hurt. Of course, they're going to have the best year of their career. They never played. So, I mean, anything is an upgrade when you're going to get more carries and touches and throws. So, yeah, I he's just – he is the definition of why – he is the reason why, like a classic example of why black coaches are so upset. Sure. Because he, he gets fired in Miami and – Immediately gets another job despite like failing uphill, essentially. And you're like, how? When Eric Biennimi is looking for a job and other coaches that are legitimately have paid their dues, won championships, or had stellar defenses, and you're like, this is the guy that you hire? Okay.
5: I think it's totally fair. I think there are some guys that are built to be coordinators. I think there are some guys that are not built, and you would know this better than me being in an you NFL locker room. You are 100% right. Yeah, I just, I think that, you know, I look at him in the way he handles himself in front of the media, in front of everybody, and I cannot see him standing in front of 53 grown men and galvanizing them to perform on the field on a Sunday. This one, I don't know where you'll go with um, Browns, seven and a half wins, over under?
6: Over. Like they're gonna be over but they're gonna miss the playoffs
5: really okay so eight and eight ish nine and seven ish in a best case scenario
6: e- cor- correct I think I think the question that you that you should have asked over seven and a half games started for Baker Mayfield now now that's the question
5: well so that I would follow <laughs> up by saying if that's the case then they probably don't start off very well and they don't get to seven and a half wins to if they get to eight and eight I think Baker Mayfield's the starter throughout the season if they start zero and four, that would mean they have to go whatever uh, eight and four down the stretch. That was awful math by me, but they got to win, you know, sixty-six percent of their games down the second half of the season to uh, to make the playoff or to make a eight and eight. So, well, they
6: don't even have to start out zero and four. It's just the fact that be- uh, Baker he just throws a lot of inter- interceptions and Aaron throws, so it, he doesn't even need to like the team can still be winning because their defense is going to be tough. They're going to be able to run the run the ball. But as soon as you have Jarvis Landry, OBJ, Hooper not getting the ball, tips and overthrows, then that's what's going to create a problem.
5: All right, last one. Tom Brady, over, under, one and a half playoff wins this season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
6: They are in the NFC South they will either finish first or second because the falcons won't finish first They're, so it'll be either the saints or the buccaneers that finish first one of them is going to get a first round bye so i am going to assume that ah jeez these are good um, these are good this is the best one i'm going to oh, go with i'm going to go with one i'm going to go with under because that means that they would have to win two games if they're the wild card and be in the NFC championship game. And if they are, well, like either either way, they would be in the NFC. Well, and then if they get a bye, they would have to go to the Super Bowl. Yep. So, yeah, so no, I'm taking the under on that one.
5: Yeah, no, and that's one where you got to kind of figure out uh, what do you think in terms of can they get a bye, can they win the division, all that stuff. So fun over <laughs> under segment. I enjoyed that. Uh, This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. He is George Reister. I am Aaron Torres. Make sure to follow George on Twitter at George Reister. I am
0: at Aaron underscore Torres.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat
7: cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness.
0: He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
7: Witness
4: the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
2: And even...
4: Checkout's not until 4, so...
2: Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
7: What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from The Bobby Bones Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer Welcome back,
5: everybody. Jason Smith's show with Mike Harmon. The fellows are off tonight enjoying a long holiday weekend. I hope everybody, George Reister, I think feels the same. I hope everybody's traveling safe. If you're in the car, be safe, be responsible as you travel on this holiday weekend. As mentioned, he is George Reister. I am Aaron Torres filling in for the guys one baseball game left going on. Dodgers take a 10 to six lead in the eighth inning. And if you did just get in the car, a wild night in the NBA, the heat come back from down nine points or 11 points with nine minutes to go to win one 100 the bucks now down Oh three Lakers fall in game one to the Houston Rockets. But George and I have been talking NFL. We are now less than a week away George, by the way, have you put out a Super Bowl pick yet? Do you do you want to do it here? Do you want to break news? Or are you saving it for your Instagram or your Twitter or your podcast? Do, do, do you know yet who you like this season?
6: I rarely make preseason Super Bowl picks. I mean, it, it feels irresponsible this season because we haven't seen any of these teams play. But... Because I'm down with you and I'm going to be, uh, as irresponsible as possible right now. Um, and so I, I have to take the easy route out, which is the Kansas city chiefs. That I mean, pe- yeah. they, they, they return so many people. They actually have upgraded at the running back position at Clyde at Eve. Se- uh, uh, Oh Lord. Oh, how do I say his name? Clyde he, Edwards uh, Kent, Clive yeah, Edwards Elair. yeah, Clive Edwards Elair. Yeah, so that's I'm, a Cajun uh, name. Yeah, he's gonna have to go by an acronym right right on now.
5: It's fun, well, it's really funny. I know. Uh, I I know we got a lot of good fantasy uh, insiders in here. I believe Dan Byer and Mike Harmon have just started a fantasy football podcast, which everyone should check out. Uh, but I have a fantasy buddy who is not a college football fan at all. Hates college football, actually. And uh, he just calls How him. How is that
6: possible?
5: C E H. That's what he calls him. I he grew up. Listen, I will say in his defense, he's a New York City guy. C-E-H, I'm down with that. Yeah, he's a New York City guy. Great fantasy football follow. Um, but he's a New York City guy, and he's never been to a big game. He's never done the tailgates, and, and you know, if you don't grow up in that, and, you know, it's a, I think it's a little easier now, George, weirdly enough, with the playoff, because every year it's the same two or three teams that are good, but, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was, you know, one year it would be Auburn, Florida State for the national championship. Then it would be Alabama this year, and so I think he just didn't want to put in the time to learn the sport, uh, but, yeah, no, I think the, the Chiefs are – Probably everybody's favorite. Who do you like in the NFC, by the way? Because I look at it, man, and we just talked about Tom Brady in the last segment. I think the Bucs are fascinating, but it just feels a little too on the nose, him going to Tampa Bay and in year one going to the Super Bowl. I don't see it. The Saints, you know, Drew Brees struggled a little bit down the stretch last year. Aaron Rodgers, we saw what happened to them in the NFC championship game. Do you have a favorite in this NFC right now? Because it feels even more wide open to me than the AFC.
6: I think that this is the year for the Cowboys. To Whoa! Actually, they are going to Whoa! Uh, do something and then lose tragically. I like, think it it is gonna be just a heartbreaking, just devastating loss that, that a game that they should win and it's gonna be a catastrophe
5: that everybody talks about all off season. That would be in the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh my goodness. I'll tell you this, they, there must be something in the water of my co-host because Arnie Spanier, my Saturday co-host, likes the Cowboys too, but he just likes getting under people's skin. So that is crazy. I will say this, I think the NFC is as wide open as really any conference that I can remember in a long time. As I said, Bucks are fascinating, but it feels a little too obvious to pick them. Saints are good. Cowboys are interesting. Packers, Vikings, on and on and on and on and on. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Fellas are out. It is, of course, a holiday weekend. We hope they travel safe. We hope you travel safe. And so much more to get into in our number four. The NBA Bucks down 3 season over. Is Giannis's time in Milwaukee coming to an end? This is Fox Sports Radio. Infinity
4: presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
7: As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It
5: was shocking.
7: I have to know. What were they
5: thinking?